What do you do when you don't agree with something that's being taught at your church? And as a pastor, do you want people to, I mean, people want to fight over what they, they disagree about, or people want to flee and they want to go find another church where they agree more? And I'm guessing as a pastor, you don't really want to spend every week fighting people and you don't want them fleeing every time something doesn't sit right with them but what do you want them to do he's smiling he's got he's got a sly response it's not your father's faith jeff pam and scott episode number 16 pam has got jeff's wheels turning is that a two-pronged question did i get two questions out of that I thought, I, I, was, I thought I kept well, good, it's not The question's not for me. I'm, just, I'm, I'm going I'm to sit back here. What do you want somebody to do whenever I'm they're gonna, sitting there and they're, they're not happy with what you're saying? They, it, it doesn't make sense to them or it sounds well, wrong a, to them? So those are, those are different issues. Mm, okay. So let's say you say something and they think it's wrong. They you said the wrong. wrong. You sure. you, displ- you you explained it the wrong way. You turned it around where it's not what they believe anymore. Mm-hmm. That's a that, third question for me. Third question. Uh, yeah. a third. Que- there's three okay. questions. Yeah, there's, in a, there's, all, there's all different possibilities embedded within that question. Okay. We choose churches because we tend to already agree with where they are. Do you think that's true, or what do you think? Well, I, I I hated everything you said when I first started here, and now I've come around. And <laughs> no, but I've learned a lot. So I've you know my my mind has I've changed my thoughts on a lot of things. But yeah, I came here and had a general uh, agreement with the, the the vision of the church. You know, as 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 we grew to know you and. Your teachings. Well, let's face it. No matter how old we are, we don't know everything, right? Why are you well, looking I mean, at me when you talk <laughs> about old? Whether it has to do with church or you know politics or economics or viruses, right? right? We, we we don't we don't know everything. So, Pam's that's a great question, Pam, because there's a lot of people that have I've experienced probably all those things. People that want to you know, argue with me. People that want to, that just leave. I don't know how to answer the question. What do I want? Well, I, I don't want everybody just to agree with me. I mean, what, what kind I've of... I've definitely gotten that vibe from you that you don't want us to just take your word yeah, for it and, yeah, I mean, and run with that. I mean, that's dangerous, you know. I listen, do I think I'm right? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm right, but so does everybody else that's talking. They think they're right. Otherwise, I wouldn't be saying what I'm saying. Right. But I'm, but I'm also, uh, hopefully smart enough to know that I there's, there's no way I can be right on everything. And so the idea is if I say something and you say, well, I disagree with you, it, it feels like, you know, someone walks away with going, well, he's wrong and I'm right. Well, I mean, I mean, I could say the same thing then. But I think this, well, I don't, I don't think that. I don't agree with that. Is that, is this, is this really the issue? I think, um, I think there's some some fundamental. We talked about those before. Some fundamental basics. Remember that one podcast we had. And and um, as you head down the road, you're going to find that you know you your your beliefs vary uh, depending on your place in life. Uh, you know whether you have kids, you don't have kids, whether you're married, whether you're how old you are, um, your socioeconomic. Um, position, 
I think all of those things influence, um, you know, what we what we are believing at any given time. I look back at I'm 60 years old now. I look back when I was 25, you know, in Bible school. I don't, I don't think I don't think like that hardly at all. Uh, does that mean I was wrong back then? Well, I mean, it was okay. It was it was part of my journey. It was getting me. It was maturing me. It was helping me to grow. Am I am I right right now? Well, you know, I'm still growing. I'm still alive. So I'm still You're hopefully writer. Yeah. Is that well, a word? Writer, more right. I like writer. it. I like it when I make oh. words up. <laughs> <laughs> writer. Yeah. Well, I like it. Uh, how about if we say this? How about if we say uh, we're wiser? Right. Wiser, because right that smacks of. You know, religiosity. I'm I'm right on this belief. I'm wiser about how I hold my positions. Uh, you know, what I choose to, or, or, or all of them together. How do they fit together? Because I think uh, in the past, I think I held uh, I held uh, beliefs, very strong beliefs, that un um, if I didn't. Uh, spend time really thinking about them and the implications of them, I held beliefs that were contrary to one another. Okay. Do you remember one, we, we talked about that in one of our podcasts as well, about how you can't believe this and believe that at the same time, it's like one or the other. Right. You know, and so, yeah, Pam, I, there's, there's been a lot of people that have disagreed and came came to me. That's not a lot, but people that, you know, I, you know, I, I don't believe that, I go, that, that's okay. It's okay that you don't you don't think that way, and I'm not saying I'm right, but I, but hopefully it'll it'll challenge you to say, wow. So I believe this, and there's someone out there who believes something different about this. So does that make me right and them wrong? Does that make me wrong and them right? Does that make us both wrong? <laughs> you know, does that make us both you know right in some way? I think usually the person standing up in front of the room, we all expect them to be the rightest person. <laughs> like they should, uh, they should have the the best answers because the best they're informed. Yeah, the most informed, Mo- most informed answers. Most informed. Yeah, which is wisdom. Yeah. yeah. Do you think you think there's uh, you think there are um, every doctor because with uh, no matter what, while you go to them, you think every doctor is equal and what they know. About a given malady, a different disease, do you think they're all equal? Does that matter which one you pick? Do you think there's one that may be better, one be more seasoned, saw it more? Or do you think you know? Yeah, there's specialists and people who have, you know, gone down that path and know everything there is to know about cancer or about, you know, whichever disease we we are thinking of. There are people mm-hmm. who have specialized now, and that's mm-hmm. what they know about. They so, know general medicine. Everybody, I would think, that is a doctor level knows general medicine, but then they each have their little specializations. So if they're a specialist, then every cancer doctor is equally as good as the next one if they're speci- they specialize in that. That'd be nice. You think that's the case? My, my, my point is, no, every, my point not. is every pastor is, just because they're a pastor, I don't know, I don't know what other pastors read and what they don't read. I have no idea. I don't know what kind of, I don't know how they, how they see themselves in terms of uh, where they are and if there needs to be any growth. Do they need? Do they, they already know everything? You know? Do they already? 
you know, I have my, I nailed down my doctrine, and it's solid, and that's where I stand. And if somebody says something different, well, they're just wrong because I've, I've done this. Well, that was there. I did that, and now, you know, I, I realize that there are a lot of smart people out there, that smart, you know, like theologians that hold to opposing views on different ideas, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with I'm okay with not knowing, I guess. And that's that troubles I think it troubles Pam. <laughs> you know I mean? A little bit. No, you're supposed to know. Black and white, come on. Yeah. What would be the most argumentative, the most combative issues in a in a in a church in terms of beliefs, theology? Really this isn't a big one, but for some people it was. Was this idea of uh, how often you should uh, do communion, or Pam, how often you should do baptisms? You know these uh, these are these are viewed as very 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 important um, parts of the church, and so uh, like there are some churches that have communion every single day. There are some churches that do it once a week. There are some that do it once a month. There are some that. You know, so so I think the thing is for me is that when when that's been an issue because we don't do it daily, we don't do it monthly or weekly, we don't do it monthly. We I kind of do it whenever it fits in with a message. And so people have said, you know, that you need to do this more regularly. And I said, okay, I mean, like how much more regular? Like every day? Oh no, no, no that's too much. Okay. Um, just like you know, once a year. Oh no, that that's not not enough. Well, what what? How regular? What? Well, I think if you did it once a month, that would be good. And really, what they were telling me is that was that's the tradition that they uh, they liked. Mm -hmm. That's the church they came from. And that's what they did. And I understand that. You know, there's nothing wrong with nothing wrong with tradition, as long as it's not taking the place of of um, more important things. What's the difference between tradition and ritual? Yeah, I guess that's what I'm talking about. Ritual almost takes on a negative connotation, or is that just me when it... Yeah. Ritual sounds like... Uh, I think ri ritual de is... De devil <laughs> worship or something. <laughs> I think ritual has, has this idea, this feel maybe, uh, that there's not, there's, there's not much behind it. Like I was in a church. Now people listening aren't going to be able to see this, but I was in a church where they would go like this, cross themselves here and here and here. Mm -hmm. Do you see that? Oh yeah. You know what that means. Mm. So I, I cross myself on my forehead, cross myself on my lips and on my chest. So I did that my whole life, not my whole life, but as a kid, never knew what that meant. So, that, so to me, that's a ritual. Just right. a, just a ritual. We just did that. So it was a. It was after a. We always did it after a gospel reading. There would be a reading from the Gospels. Let's say, you know, the, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. And then we would cross ourselves. And the cross means this. May the, may the Word of God always be on my mind, on my lips, and in my heart. So that, I, I like that. There's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with that. Right? It's a, but, but it becomes just this ritual. I don't even know why I even do it. So that, I'm not sure if that's the, you know, correct definition of ritual. But that's the kind of feel I get as opposed to what was the other... Tradition. Tradition, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, people, people. you could do tradition, and I guess, I suppose you could forget as well the meaning behind it. 
Right. Uh, or, or I don't. I don't. I don't know. I got this moment feel for it. But I think anything that you should, you do, if it's tradition or ritual, you should certainly know the foundation of it and why it is that you do what you do. I think that's important. So does that, does that answer your question, Pam? Does that does that satisfy you? To you know, I don't or, think so. Don't she think doesn't so. look satisfied. Like no. It, you know? Maybe okay. it's the, maybe it's the chai latte is less <laughs> satisfying. Or, I mean, it's interesting that that you spoke of you know traditional service elements or you know the Lord's Prayer mm-hmm. you know and those mm-hmm. things that we grew up with and then they're not in this church. What's wrong with this I think, church? I think one of the big ones is uh, the idea of the Holy Spirit and what what relevance uh, is there in the, with the Holy Spirit today? So you have churches that are. Uh, you know, more Pentecostal in nature, and they tend to put a, a lot of emphasis on the spirit and spiritual gifts and things like that. Whereas you might have another church that that doesn't. That does. And so I think that's a big one. So, but but it's not really an issue for me so much because people usually know before they go to a church what that the bent of that church is. You see what I'm saying? Right. So so the, the so some of those hot button things that I think maybe you're referring to that aren't really in the church right they aren't really i mean there are people tend to already know right you're not going to go to the if you're if you tend to be pentecostal you you kind of know by the name or whatever you're not going to go to that church or, right right and if you're a if you're not that way then you know you choose and um i, I want some juicy scuttlebutt is really what you I do. Want. I know, yeah I'm, you're I'm not trying, giving it to me i'm trying to avoid it right <laughs> now that's a pretty big one well what about the penal substitutionary <laughs> theory you know, I mean, that's got to be a hot button. Well, it is. That's why I was avoiding talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> what's the meaning of the cross? That's huge. What's the meaning Where'd of the cross? Where did you get that? That was where he was in his head. He just attributed it to you. Well, no, that's that's what you're talking about when you yeah, say penal substitutionary the theory. What's that's about the cross? Oh, okay. So, what's the meaning of the cross? No, I didn't. That wasn't. But that's the question. Like, do you? What do you believe about? The crucifixion. The crucifixion. Yeah. Yeah. What's the meaning of it? Right. And so penal substitutionary theory is one idea of what it's about. Remember, didn't we talk about this one yes, time? Yes, we, we did. We talked about about uh, about forgiveness and uh, payment being made, a debt being settled, and how those two things don't seem to... And we're following Christ out of guilt. Basically. Yeah, yeah. So there, 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 there was a, there's a good, there's a really good book that I'd recommend. It's um, the author's name is Tony Jones, and the title is the title is a great title. Did God kill Jesus? Ooh, wow. Yeah. So if you, uh, you know, if you like reading, it's a great book to pick up. I think I have a couple copies of it. I think there's maybe one upstairs. I don't know. We'll have to check and see. But it's a really good book. And so in it, he he lays out. Uh, a number of ideas of the meaning of the crucifixion, the meaning of the cross, and so you know it'd be, it'd be good to pick up and to talk about. And so, so you're right; that is a that is a it's a really it's a, it could be a hot button issue. Um, well, it, very succinctly, if you can mm-hmm. describe what that what that is. Yeah. So so uh, the penal substitutionary theory is this idea that we uh, because of uh, because of our sin, because of actually because of original sin, um, not just the sin that you commit that you committed this morning, 
Right. Assuming that you sin this morning. <laughs> Every <laughs> single morning. Nine o'clock, right on the button. <laughs> so um, so this, this idea that, so, so because of that sin, um, there's a debt uh, that needs to be paid. So the question is then, who's the debt owed to? Is the debt owed to God? Now, so there's different ideas on this, but um, that there's a debt that needs to be paid. Uh, and God is, because God's unhappy with sin and, and he demands uh, payment for sin, he demands restitution. And so the, you know, and, and, there'll, and there'll be scriptures that people will use. It says the wages of sin is death found in Romans. And, and so there's this idea that, uh, this theory that since there's this debt that has to be paid and the debt is death, so, uh, because of sin, we're, we're going to die, e- eternal death. And Jesus steps in, and he, uh, he pays the penalty for our sins. There's a penalty for sin, right? There's, and it's death. So, he pays that. Who, who does he pay it to? Well, he, he, I guess he pays it to whoever's owed. Is it God who's owed it? He pays it to God then. He pays that debt. And apparently, this debt has to require not just... Any death, like not just like a normal death. Like you can't just say, "Hey, I'll you know I lived a good life, and I'll just when I die, I'll let my life have been for that." No, it has to be a a gruesome, bloody death for some reason. Uh, apparently, that because God requires uh, blood to be spilt right. to satisfy this debt. So that's I guess pretty serious. And so Jesus comes and he and he pays that debt. And the the idea goes then so. So there, I owed a debt, I couldn't pay it. So Jesus steps in, pays it for me. Uh, not, not just he pays it for me, but I have to now uh, recognize that I am a sinner, recognize that Jesus was not, recognize that he paid the penalty for my sins, and I need to, uh, I need to ask him then for forgiveness, somehow I guess, and then and then uh, God looks at me now not as a sinner, but he looks at me as a debt. My debt has been paid. Not by me, mind you, but by Jesus. And so has some, the theory has some problems for me because now God really can't look at me. He has to look at me always through Jesus because Jesus is the good one and I'm, I'm not. And so my sins weren't really ever forgiven because they were paid for. They were settled. The debt that I owed was settled. So God, there's no need for forgiveness if my debt's settled. That, that's the way I see it in my mind. Now, people may think differently about that. People may say, no, no, that's, no, you believe and then you, he forgives you. But, you know, it, 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 to me it begs the question. I mean, what's the, what's the, debt, what's the debt about then? Why, and it was paid. So it's, it, it's one of those things that's been confusing to me. So I tend to... Where I tend to fall is somewhere different. <laughs> I know you don't know what that is. I don't think I think we're running out of time here. <laughs> back to uh, to Pam. As, <laughs> it's always back to Pam. Um, as as Jeff, in any way, shape, or form, satisfied you with your original question, of which oh. was long ago lost in the ether. Oh yeah, what were we talking about? <laughs> Uh, nope, still have no idea. The next time he says something I don't agree with, I'm just going to bail. Yeah. yeah. 
right. that, wait, next time I say something, <laughs> so there have been first, there have been first time, second time. Oh yeah, yeah. We're yeah. way down that line. Here's the thing: I, I don't, I, I really don't mind if somebody disagrees with me, but I will definitely challenge you on what you know about uh, where, what you think you know about what you believe. Right. And that's there's the problem. So it's not me arguing for my case. I want you to argue for your case. And if you can't argue for your case, then don't say you disagree with me. I don't disagree with you. Yeah. <laughs> no, you see what I'm saying, right? If someone yeah. says, well, I disagree with that, and go, okay, well, what do you believe? Well, I don't believe that. But what do you believe? Well, I'm not sure. I just know I don't believe that. Well, that doesn't, that's, that's no good. I mean, have, if you, if Pam, you, if I were to say something, you were to say, well, I, Jeff, I, you know, I, don't, I don't agree with that. Okay, what, what do you believe about that particular issue? Well, I always heard this, and I read this one time, and you know, for a long time in my research and my study, and right, and I very rarely do I hear people sure say things like that. So, you know, I just say, well, okay. I mean, you can you can disagree. It's fine disagreeing, and and my my, my point most of the time isn't for you to believe what I say. Hopefully, I say things that, or what I try to do sometimes is put things in a in a in a way that will make you uneasy uh, so that you'll question like what it is that you believe right like like say it in such a way that's has some shock value to it possibly and someone goes did you hear that and yeah I heard that what I'm not sure I believe that what do you believe I, I don't know but I'm not sure I believe that and so maybe they'll spend some time then of looking you know and and, and um, maybe it's not so much that I even you know, believe a certain thing, or uh, I take a, a very hard uh, position on something. Just to say it to just to provoke some thought in people. So, do we agree? The cross. Yes. Is a podcast. It's a podcast. Could be a podcast. Sure. Next time, on not your father's faith. Right. Pam and Scott. See you then. <laughs>